I had the amazing opportunity to be able to interview Pedro Shojai. Pedro is an incredible guy, a really deep thinker. And through this interview, we had the opportunity to really go deep into the elements of community, all five of them. And Pedram actually had the opportunity to, to help me create a breakthrough. And in fact, two breakthroughs in the way that I'm building the idea and the way that I'm sharing the idea. So listen, the second breakthrough is incredibly powerful and it happens towards the end of the interview. Please do not miss a second. It's amazing. If you love this, don't forget to like, comment, share, you know, do the thing. Thank you. Uh, Pedram, thank you so much for joining. I've been excited about this conversation since you said yes, so thank you. Um, would you like to tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. Taoist uh, abbot, uh, senior student of a Kung Fu master, doctor of oriental medicine, left medicine to write books and make films. Um, that was a while ago. Um, so eight books now in 30 languages, uh, several films and series, uh, just you know, we were, we were losing the propaganda war. And so I needed to become a media guy if I was going to uh, fulfill my oath of, of, you know, helping the people I had, uh, you know, said I was here to help. You know, we weren't winning when I was trying to see one patient at a time. Hmm. That's, that's powerful. Um, yeah, there's a lot of propaganda wars going on these days. <laughs> I had, I, yeah, right. Um, I had a I had a conversation last night with one of my clients and she said, you know, this country is doing this thing and this country is doing this thing and this country is doing this thing. And I could see the sort of panic rising inside of her. And I said, um, I hear you. Uh, and we will talk about this in much more depth. But for starters, today and tomorrow and the next day, act in love and feel secure in the love that you have and receive for and from others. Um, and the panic vanished. I mean, it went up in smoke. It was gone. I could, I could watch it leave her face. It was extraordinary. The, the, you know, the, the war that you're talking about, it's real. Yeah. Well, and it just, it puts you in your amygdala. It puts you into fight or flight. It puts you into this place where you know, you, you can feel that you're in the boiling pot. You can feel mm -hmm. that, you know, the the end is inevitable and you have no choice but to just sit there and suffer. And that's not that's a narrative that you could just step away from and you could live in love and you could, you know, step into your power. Uh, but that's just not how the media and the attention economy is orchestrated currently. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, you, man, I'm not smart enough to listen to that crap. You know, it's it's. <laughs> You're going to get depressed. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, me either. I, I turn it off. I'm, I haven't used those words, but that's that's it. I'm not smart enough to listen to that crap. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, listen, we have a saying in the martial arts is you stand in the, the ring long enough, you're going to get punched in the face, hmm. right? Like you're not going to block every punch. Like the, mm -hmm. it's going to get over the wall. You are going to be like that, that poor lady and just be shell-shocked into thinking, you know, the sky's falling. And then what good are you, right? To your family, to your spouse, to your world. Mm. True. Yeah. Failing by the principle of uh, first aid, right? Take care of yourself yeah. first. Yeah. Yeah. It's the old oxygen mask. 
not, not to say not to say that I'm advocating being you know uninformed. I'm just advocating you know really controlling the flow of information into your brain um, and managing your your mood and your energy in a way that that you know keeps you sitting on the perch, right? You don't want yeah. to get knocked off your perch. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to get knocked off your perch. Well said. Um, if you don't mind me asking, can you talk about how um, engaging with and building community has made it possible for you to be an author of eight books and, and for you to create some of the really powerful movies that you've created? Yeah, I mean, there's there's need, right? And people aren't feeling heard. So when you feel heard, suddenly you are... Um, you have an affinity for the individual that has kind of mm-hmm. broken broken that line and has reached across and said, look, I see you, I hear you, whether that's in print or in a film or something. Mm-hmm. And so once that has happened, you've earned someone's trust. And that is something that is not to be um, taken lightly, right? And so as I, you know, the various works that I've done have meandered for years now, right? Is, you know, as, as someone has come in saying, holy crap, oh, I get it. The world is toxic. And, you know, this guy's, you know, this guy's saying what I've been feeling this whole time. Then they come on to your community, whether that's in an email list or a, you know, Facebook group or wherever the hell it is. That conversation is now one that has lit a fire around a common cause, Right. Hmm. And for me, it's a little different because I do, I do so much different subject matter. So I have, you know, I have trauma people and exhausted people and urban monk people and, you know, all sorts of different, you know, demographics or psychographics in, in my, my universe. So I have a lot, a lot of kind of like micro communities inside of a macro community. So it's still brought to you by the same guy, right. Mm-hmm. In, in some way. But, and so I've become kind of a trusted, trusted shepherd, if you will. Mm-hmm. of information saying, look, there's a lot of crap out there. Let's go talk to the smartest people I know and get the real answers and let's help you understand. And this is, to me, this is where kind of the basis of our community building is, is I've been adamant from the first minute I stepped out into this world, reluctantly, frankly, um, as a monk, right, is I don't want to be their guru. I don't want to be mm. their their leader. I don't want to be the guy, you know, drawing a sword and charging in front. I want your, every your beard single... isn't long enough either. No, no, no. My wife makes me shave it, you know, <laughs> and and so you know. You, but everyone's looking for someone to tell them what to do. Everyone's looking for a leader. Um, they want to be a follower, and that is, I think, what you know, what's wrong with the world. And so my message has always been, I'm here to empower you with the information, the truth, the tools, the, the, you know, whatever it is, so that you could step in, stand in your own shoes, stand tall and have agency to be, you know, a personally empowered human that can now make decisions um, on their behalf and for their family that are coming from a better place, right? Like the lady that you kind of talked off that cliff, you know, she's not making any good decisions in that state of mind. Right. Yeah, and so you yeah. brought her back into her heart. And now it's like, okay, look, you know, you don't want to make any life changing decisions when you're feeling that way. And most people feel that way every day. Ooh. Yeah. That's, that's probably true. And ooh, that hurts. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. Well, I mean, you know, listen, most people's lives are a string of bad decisions coming from, you know, feeling like their back's against the wall and they're in duress. Right. And poker, you say, guys playing on tilt. You know, he's lost a couple of hands and now he's betting like an idiot, 
and he's going to be off that table soon, right? And most people mm. are making financial decisions, love decisions, health decisions, all of that if from that state of mind. And they're just doomed to fail because it's the prefrontal cortex is turned off. It's not going to work. It's going to be bad. It's not going to, it's not going to work out for you. And you use, um, you use your voice through books, through movies to help people see a, a different perspective so that they can stop feeling like their back is against the wall. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, what you did with that gal is, you know, demonstrative of it, right? Is <clears throat> you and only you are capable of changing gears. If you want to go to kind of an old mechanical, um, you know, uh, narrative is you got to pop in the clutch and go to a different gear. And she was in mm-hmm. panic and you brought her into love, faith, you know, whatever, whatever the feeling was that, that recentered. But then there are very specific switches that are happening in her nervous system that pulled her out, <clears throat> excuse me, pulled her out of her amygdala, brought her into her prefrontal cortex, probably harmonized the sensory motor strip around, you know, all of the hemispheric actions, right? And got her into a different state of mind. Now, was that what you did or what she did by you pointing the way and going, oh, crap, let me, mm. let me get out of this phase, right? You did not do that to her. You right. showed her the possibility and she went there herself, right? Now, the biggest danger there is she might come to you next week and be like, yo, Guru, Lucas, you're, mm. you, you changed my life. And if you were a lesser man, you would take that power from her and do her a disservice. Yeah. And if you were an honorable man, you would point right back to her and acknowledge that she found that within herself and what else can she find? Yeah. Right. And I think that is a very subtle yet important distinction in how people are doing things in this world of medicine, personal development, all of it. There's a lot of douchebags being douchebags. And so, you know, and, and they're, you know, it's really easy. You put out the fly paper, you catch people, you pull them into your thing, you distract them out of their time, money, and energy. It's parasitic, right? And so that model to me, um, is not, is not the light, right? And, and, and the light does not feel that way and it doesn't feel extraction oriented. And so, you know, that's, and, you know, to go back to your question, how do you build community? Just don't be a douchebag, right? Do, do the right thing. Be there for people and they, they can feel the difference, right? They can feel it. And they're like, oh, this guy cares. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, don't be a douchebag. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. words to live by right there. <laughs> Rule number one, right? <laughs> There's just so many of them. There's, I, you know, I've been around for a minute. Again, I'm not this look at me. I want to get famous kind of guy. Never have been, never cared. I just want to be with my family. Um, and I've had people come and go. I've had all these people come and build massive, like, you know, social media empires, just having hacked the algorithm and basically plagiarized my work and the work of a lot of other good people. Um, because they just know, you know, where the fish are biting and they're out there just trying to get fans and they're, they're, they're being very disrespectful of people's personal power and agency. Right. So the, the, it's always the narcissist. It's always the creeps that want it. And they're the ones that chase it and get it right. It's the guy that wants to be left alone on the mountaintop. <laughs> you got to follow him up to the temple and say, please tell me what you got. Right. Not the guy who's trying to sell it to you in the marketplace. 
Mm -hmm. I I know exactly who you're talking about, and yep. He's famous for it. Yeah. He is famous for it. But not amongst the consumers. I can't tell you how many times I had my, my, my son's school teacher was like, oh my God, have you read this book? And I just shake my head. She'd go, what? Because the consumer doesn't know. The consumer's been duped, right? People in the industry know who the douchebags are, right? And they're they're everywhere. They're everywhere. It's like, I, I wouldn't even single out names because I'm not going to go there, right? They're just, there's a lot <laughs> it's of- It's been the whole conversation just with names. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, you walk into the swamp, you got mosquitoes, right? Yeah. And that's it. You got to get out of the swamp. You got to get out of the swamp. Yeah. Um, is there a community that you're in the process of building now? Yeah. Yeah. So we moved three years ago now, we moved um, a lot of my films and series and a number of other ones from all, you know, my friends, um, you know, done them, licensed several hundred films into a beta that we called Whole TV. And I rebranded it this year as a community called B, letter B, possible.com. And it's streaming media, masterclasses, um, and, you know, coaching, telemedicine, all of it is kind of in- increased because what, what, what I learned being in this game for a minute now is that, you know, you could lead a horse to water. That's one problem. You got to get the horse to drink the water. That's a separate problem. And so you need community, you need support, you need that last mile of service. Uh, there's just a lot of things, right? People, people think health is something that's conferred upon them. People think that meditation is something that, you know, they can do once a day and, you know, they've checked it off. And, and so there's just a lot of unlearning. And so, you know, I had to kind of build a much more robust ecosystem, if you will, to service people's needs, but also um, cure their distractive, you know, attention economy deficits and give Mm -hmm. them resources and give them the tools that they needed. And so it's been, it's a lot of work, you know, it's a lot easier for me to just say, look, I'm done, I'm skiing, right? But the world, the world is having, um, it's, the world's in upheaval. And so mm-hmm. if, if, if we're not doing this for people, they're, they're literally, they don't have very many places to turn except drugs. Right. And, and, you know, that we know where that comes. I mean, the drug shuts the noise off too. It, it's not, in my opinion, the best way to shut the noise off, but it works. For now, for now. Right. It, yeah. it, it, it works. It's the same way an Advil works when you wake up after a, a bender on tequila yeah. I mean, was that healthy or did it did it just take you out of immediate pain to let you stumble through another day? Right. right. And so the drugs don't work. They mask. And so they we've mask. run into a lot of problems. Yeah, we've run into a lot of problems. Like I had a, I had a Russian friend over um, and they brought like a bottle of vodka for, you know, put it at the dinner table and like traditional it was a celebration. Right. So it's like we drank vodka at dinner. And that night I slept fine, but for three, four nights afterwards, I couldn't. And mm. as I'm laying there in bed and, you know, I'm not a guy that pounds a bottle of vodka very often. Right. And so, you know, when in Rome you do it, I'm mm. laying there and I'm just becoming more and more aware of like my liver and how mm. angry it is. The endotoxicity, toxemia that basically came about from having this noxious agent in my body. And, and as I'm sitting there listening to what my body is telling me and how I need to kind of unravel this and, you know, detox the liver in the morning and do some sweats and whatever, I'm sitting here thinking about sleep medicine and how the entire thesis around the sleep medicine is to say, Hey, shut up. I'm trying to sleep. 
Yeah. And my body this whole time is telling me, dude, it's, it's me, your liver. I'm having trouble conjugating. It's me, your, you know, gut, gut lining. I have some inflammatory things. I need to tell you there's some, you know, intruders that are, that are starting to, you know, whatever. But the entire model is, Hey, shut up, shut up. I'm trying to say, let me narc out. Let me, let me go down so I could get up and pretend to be the same moron I was yesterday, tomorrow. Right. And so that is, it's insidious. It's a spiritual malady, right? Hey, shut up is the opposite of, Hey, wake up. And so, you know, like I, you know, I'm sitting here just thinking about how we do medicine and laughing about it. Right. And so, you know, endotoxemia, let's deal with that. Let's deal with, let's deal with all of the things. Cause when you're vibrantly alive and awake, you're not having trouble sleeping either. Right? Like it, it, you, you're, you're solving problems and you're sleeping like a baby. Hmm. Wow. What a powerful statement. The whole model is, hey, shut up. Hey, shut up. I see it. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, and the chiropractors use this in a kind of a douchey way, I'd say. But, you know, because they're like, well, pain is, pain is the, you know, it's like if you had a a smoke detector um, and you go, you hear the smoke detector going off and you go take the battery out of the smoke detector um, instead of looking for the fire, right? They overuse it because they're trying to sell you a big It did quiet the noise. (laughs) <laughs> right. It quieted the noise, but now the house is on fire. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's a very, it's a very appropriate metaphor for that. I think. Wow. Yep. Yeah. No more. Hey, shut up. No more. Hey, shut up. No. Hey, shut Hey, shut up is for the zombies, right? Hey, shut up is, is not going to get you any further in life. It's yep. going to sedate you into soiling green, right? Like you, you, Hey, shut up is not the way. <laughs> That's right. Soylent Green, perfectly said. Yep. <laughs> you. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. So um, it cycles back to rule number one. Don't be a douche. Don't be a douche and wake up, right? That's it. So, you know, the douchebags are trying to look, it's the attention economy, right? The douchebags want your attention because your eyeballs are worth something, right? Your money is obviously welcome. Um, you know, they want your likes, they want your time, they want advertisers paying for your eyeballs. There's, you know, there's a whole game going on. And so if you fall into it, you're in the system and you're just getting, you know, you're just getting extracted upon. Right. And so, you know, don't be one of those guys because the world's got enough mosquitoes and then just wake up, you know, just understand that if the mosquitoes on your arm, you got to brush it off. You know, you don't leave it there. I agree. Yep. Don't take a drug so you don't feel it. You can just brush it off. Like there's a different way to make the pain go away. Well, right. And, and, and that, you know, traditionally is not how our culture is wired, right? We have a very well ingrained tendency to avoid pain, right? Yep. The aversion of pain. It's one of, you know, Buddha talked about this, right? The aversion of pain is just part of, you know, how we are. It's like, you know, if something hurts, you move away from it. But when it comes to the problems that we're having is something is a problem. You don't look away from it. You don't move away from it. You face it, you heal it, you grow through it and you move into uh, a level of evolution beyond it. That isn't this aversion and running, which is what we all do. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if it's social media, um, alcohol, weed, 
um, you know, pharmaceuticals, pick your poison. There's a lot of ways. There's a lot of ways to run. Yeah. Yeah. Powerful. And we're all guilty of it. Look, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of it probably 27 times a day, right? We're all (laughs) guilty of the, you know, the tendency to move away from pain. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, I'm not sure I'm guilty of it 27 times a day, probably because the times that I'm guilty of it last longer than they do for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm less good at stopping it when it happens. I'm like, damn it, st- I've been stuck in this thing for 20 minutes now. Totally, totally. And that's where I think um, meditation, specific, specifically in this context, I really like Vipassana meditation. Mm-hmm. It is unbelievable in allowing you to become aware of those tendencies and to shorten the loop. It's not to say it doesn't happen. You know, the Dalai Lama has this happen, you know, 27 times a day, right? Like it it just consistently is happening with every human brain and consciousness. The mark of the kind of enlightened versus the lost is you might spend three weeks going down one of these tangents if you are going to allow yourself to get indulged in them. And -hmm. someone who's a little bit more trained to wake up to these things is like, hey, monkey, no, right? Come back, come Mm -hmm. back, come back, right? And so Vipassana meditation is wonderful for that, right? And, you know, am I guilty of going down these tracks? Absolutely. Like I said, Mm -hmm. you know, when I say 27, it's probably 2700, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But it's really the, the function of being able to come back quicker and come back to yourself and be like, well, I did, certainly didn't need to go down that route, right? And so we, we bite and we go down the whitewater with all of these re- like really aberrant tracks of thoughts, mm-hmm. emotions, you know, man, if that guy, you know, what I should have done is stood up and told him to shut up, you know, or I should have punched that guy. You just run these stupid things through your head for days if you're not careful yeah. instead of staying in the moment and letting it pass, right? Yeah. And that is not something you figure out on a podcast. That is not something you read about. That is not something there's a pill for. You got to sit your ass down on a meditation cushion and learn to examine your mind and learn to become less reactive. Anyone who's trying to sell you anything outside of that is brush them off your arm. Brush the mosquitoes off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the plus side, and there is a plus side, all of this attention economy is building the capacity for you and I to have this conversation and for us to take this conversation and give it to people who are dying of thirst, waiting for somebody to come along and give them anything other than just mosquito. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a very, very, very interesting phenomenon. It's like Frodo's ring to me. Gandalf wouldn't wouldn't dare wear it, right? Um, But it's where people are interacting. It's where I wouldn't call this community. I really wouldn't. I don't think social communities are are true. The only way I've seen community happen online in a meaningful way is, you know, with people you've already met that you stay in touch with. Right. So I'll do a workshop with a couple hundred people and then you do a little group where they can all kind of interact and it feels real. And I know, you you know, you have some really interesting thoughts on community, but just, you know, joining some Facebook group um, with some, you know, nameless, faceless, you know, Russian bots or who knows who these people are 
mm-hmm. just doesn't feel real because a lot of times it isn't, right? Um, and so it's hard to approximate community online still, but I think we're getting a little better at it. But yeah, I mean, look, um, I could stay up on my mountain and meditate and ski my days away yeah, um, and not put the effort into helping the world in a way that would be meaningful. And to me, that's self-indulgent. So I, I feel the same. Keep, yeah. You got to keep doing it. You got to keep working and finding ways to help folks and, and, you know, being relevant in a way that is meaningful and, and not extraction oriented. Right. And it's mm-hmm. hard because the guys that are extraction oriented, you know, have 40 million followers and, and, you know, are do are playing the game and you're like, Oh my God, look at that. And so, you, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be that way. I'm just gonna keep doing the, the good work that I do. Right. And that's a monkey no for you and me. Like I see 100%. that and I'm like, I, I'm, he's doing it. It's working. I want to go there. No, 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 yeah. no. That's Frodo's ring, right? Yeah. It's the ring of power. You put that on and you will see the results, but you are now under the dark Lord. Right. And you are, you are playing a very different game yeah. and it's not, it's yeah, it's, it's not the light team. Right. Thank you. Yes. I appreciate the reminder and you know, I need it just like everybody else does. Yeah, we all do. We all do. Remember Gandalf, if you want to geek out like that was absolutely intrigued and reached for the ring and stopped himself because even, even the white wizard can be corrupted by power. Right. And so you have to be incredibly mindful and diligent to stay in the light. Right. And some of that is going skiing. It's my drug of choice, right? Like I, you know, some of the best meditations I do is dropping through a chute between trees. I can't, I I cannot afford the indulgence of a thought in those moments. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 100% true. I grew up in Northern Vermont and skied. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I might go later today. You got, you got Chris Kresser up here who's dragging me out like multiple times a week. He's just like a, he's, he's become like this ski addict. And I'm just like, man, I got stuff going on today, but that sounds really good. But that sounds really good. <laughs> yeah. Really good. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, if you get your stuff done, man, go. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Do your homework. Go outside. Yep. I'm in. I'm in. Sign me up. <laughs> um, how does your uh, how does your community become your be possible community? How how have they engaged with some of the thoughts that I've had, or sort of shown up in some of those ways? Common language around a narrative. I mean, look, we spend eighteen months and multiple millions of dollars creating a common language narrative around you know a thesis, right? So we have one yeah. right now. On- called gut check. It's all about, you know, the microbiome, very specific Mm -hmm. conversation, but very specific conversation around people who are ailing and are looking for solutions and are finding it. Right. So the purpose is obviously, you know, to heal, right. And to come together, um, uh, projects we're working on in terms of, you know, group dynamics and group coaching and group, um, engagement and working with each other and, and, and doing stuff on with yourself and, and kind of reporting back to the community. The value is obviously health and healing and getting, your life back, right? The energy of life is, you know, you know, when it's missing, don't know what you got till it's gone. 
mm-hmm. people don't come to health until it's gone, right? And so the value is obviously there. And that then you know, me too, right? Like, yeah, you know, I, I got I got other things to worry about. You know, I was. Uh, very, you know, very distracted in life, um, you know, until I hurt my hip. And then all of a sudden I, I noticed I had a right hip, <laughs> right? Like yeah. it was a thing, right? Like it, it was, you it's know, talking me, to you. I came out, yeah, screaming, screaming, right? I tore my labrum and, you know, it, 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 it wouldn't let it down, right? You can't walk away from that. You can medicate it, the bad move, right? And then common heart, um, you're kind of the bi-directional enrollment, uh, is, is something that we're, it's because it's new, the community aspects are new. And so we're still working on that. I did a lot of that in my urban monk communities. Um, still do. I have a very strong community with the urban monk and people do these things called the hundred day gong. It's a hundred days of like, it's a challenge basically where you set your own deal where you do it every day for a hundred days. And if you miss a day, you start over. Yeah. No exceptions. Yeah. And I've missed a few. Right. Um, but you, you know, the, the, the operant kind of quote there is from the Bodhidharma, which is, um, fall seven times, rise eight life begins now, life begins now. So get back on the horse, pure and simple, stay focused on what you said was important to you. I don't tell people what to do in their lives. They, they make up their own gongs and they do it. And then when they realize it's not like daddy yelling at them, um, and the community is there supporting each other on their gongs, it creates a, a real magic. Right. And so I have a really strong community of folks that are just working on themselves. And, you know, every once in a while, some douchebag pops up. who's just like, Hey, look at me. I'm a coach. Like, you know, trying to extract business from the community and they kind of police them out. They usher them out. Right. They're like, Oh dude, we're not, we're not here for that. You know, did, did you just find a market? Right. And so you just have to let the community build its own ethos. And, you know, so what, what did I do? I, I created some ground rules. Right. Which is like, don't don't sell your crap and, you know, don't do X, Y, Z. Don't talk about politics or, you know, all the kind of divisive stuff that will tear apart a group in this day and age. Right. Um, And allow people to just kind of, you know, state their goals in there, whether it's personal development, spiritual, emotional or physical um, and say, look, here, you know, I'm either going to disclose or not disclose what I'm doing, but I'm going to, you know, do what all the rest of you are doing within a common narrative framework and mm-hmm. I'll report back. And, and part of the kind of open sourcing of the code, if you will, is look, I've been doing this for 25 years publicly, 30, some like about 30 years um, since I was a young man. And it, it always was like, Hey, I did it a little bit differently this time. And I got this really interesting result. Let me share that with the group. Right. Mm. And so that's how, that's how things evolve. Right. Is like, look, I'm not setting this in stone. This ain't some book in Aramaic that was written 2000 years ago. Right. Like that's, that's not, that's not how things move and evolve. So yeah. why don't we continue to iterate on this? And, you know, like there's a lot of thinking around that in blockchain now too. Right. Is you, you allow the community to kind of, you know, enhance the body of work. Right. Mm-hmm. Which also, you know, helps people feel like they have ownership right? This isn't the Pedram show. They're doing this for, for themselves. I just happen to be the guy that showed them. And frankly, the, the, the faster I can get out of the way, the more I can ski, right? I don't, I don't need to be, I don't need to be the look at me <laughs> kind of guru. That's, and, and that too is words to live by. The faster I can get out of the way, the more I can ski. That's it. That's words it. Well, and, 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 the, and the people who want to be in the way, you got to look at trauma you got to look at 
mom and dad, you got to look at all the things that are driving someone to demand those eyeballs, to need that attention, to be, Mm -hmm. to to have people validate who they think they need to be in the world. You got to die to all that shit, right? Like that's all, that's all just noise. You got to die to it. You have to learn that that isn't the true essence of who you are and getting that external input. You know, Epictetus said this, I think really well, you know, Greek philosopher is anything that's out of your hands. You're going to suffer if you need that from others. Right. And so if I need fame or, or, you know, clout from my community, I'm miserable because I will constantly dance like a monkey to get what I think I need to feel, to fill an empty hole inside of me, which is unfillable from external means. Yep. Now, if you're dancing like a monkey for fun with the camera off, do you, that's it. That's it. But if, Throw but poop, if the camera right? has like, to be on, <laughs> that's it. Maybe you need to ask some questions. Yeah, yeah. You got to you got to question your motives, and then you got to look underneath that for for the why. You know, mm. why why do I need this? Can and I the take the ring do, off? Can I take am this I, ring off? Am I capable of getting this thing off my finger? Right, right. It's a bold act. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and so your, your be possible and, and the urban monk community, you, you've, you've paid attention to the way that engagement sort of grows inside that community, that people start showing up for each other, caring for each other, uh, paying attention. Um, this, this idea of self-policing is, is a beautiful one. Like, listen, you, we got no problem with you, but this isn't the place for that. Yeah. And I'll run experiments where I'll do kind of like extended periods where I just kind of I'm less in there and I just watch almost as like a sociological experiment to, mm-hmm. to be like, you know, what, what are these folks doing um, in the absence of Pedram? And if it's fallen apart because I'm not there, what have I done wrong to steward a community that can be self-governing? Right. Um, and if it's thriving, without me, that feels great. Now, am I going to, now do I feel like I'm less relevant in here? And what are those feelings evoking in me as a, as a leader who needs it? It's, it's just, it's all fun. It's all growth, right? Like you're like, what, yeah. what, what's happening in here? So I've, you know, I've been laissez-faire, I've been more involved. Um, and, and I've kind of tethered in and out because, you know, and, and, and in all candor during the coronavirus meets political divisiveness era that like couple years, I just, man, I was puking in my mouth. Like I just, I couldn't, I couldn't stomach Facebook in particular. You couldn't say anything without getting attacked in any direction. And you couldn't have uh, an opinion that you could even stand for without getting assaulted by brainless mobs. Right. And so I was really kind of put off by the social media thing, uh, for a couple of years. I was just like, man, I don't need this shit. I'm just going to make another movie. Right. Um, I just, I, it, it got really gross and dark and I just don't, I don't swim in murky water. Right. Like I'd rather, mm-hmm. I'd rather be a better dad to my kids for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, if you don't mind, uh, when we were talking through the five elements of community at the beginning, um, you, you connected a dot for me beautifully um, when I was talking about common language and I gave you an example of what it is. And you said, oh yeah, it's a macro. (laughs) 
amazing. I, I mean, I even then I burst out into laughter because like it's so simple. Like your the way that you connected that for me is so simple. Can you talk about that for a moment? Yeah, I mean, we were talking about the dinner at the Shojai family table and how yeah. there's a common language and how you know there's just so many conversations that are layered and understood one upon each other that. I can just say a word like, you know, meatball, and it re references a story that referenced a tantrum that referenced a lesson that we all can just circumvent and just, you know, understand and allude to. And yeah. to me, and I'm not like a technical dude, right? But to me, that's exactly what the kind of coding language and macros are, is like, you know, you roll all these things up into like a cluster of stories that now have like a meaning family and it becomes, it's just efficiency, right? Yeah. And so what you're alluding to in this common language of community is, you know, efficiencies that are built in to, you know, narratives that have already kind of been read up and stuff. It's like, you know, you go to school, you do the, you do the, you know, the intro classes and the 101 classes. And so, you know, you just have to say Kierkegaard. You don't have to allude to, you know, 300,000 words that Kierkegaard wrote about something. You know his thesis, yeah. right? So just say referencing Kierkegaard is a macro in a lot of ways, it right? And so, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so to me, that's just efficiency and intelligence and, and also just, you know, growth, right? We like mm -hmm. to compound complex ideas and understand and move on. But if we can't have that, then we're never having meaningful conversations, to your point, right? Yep. And the, the one of the things that really stuck out to me as I was learning about common language and really understanding how that deepens and, and becomes so much more efficient inside community is... I, you know, this idea is unpacking in my head and I would go and have a conversation with somebody with whom I am not in community. And I noticed that that conversation was limited to basic communication. Like I could not be complex with them. It, it, it's not available. I, we hadn't reached that level yet. Yeah. I also think there's a dark side to it. Like I have been witnessing uh, massively this community of, you know, spiritual enlightened people Mm -hmm. who have now created this kind of group thunk and macros that are now kind of like reinforcing on each other. So they're like, you know, I'm the burning man crowd. I'm the spiritual psycho, like sp psychedelic psychotherapy crowd. And then mm -hmm. they all start to kind of roll up into these almost viral bundles of macros that go unquestioned. Hmm. And so I've noticed inside of some of these communities now, now that they are incredibly sub subjective and, and they get subjected, let's just say, to things that are unbecoming of the individuals. Like, so I have these people in these like spiritual communities that are absolutely guilty of now living in infantile magical thinking. So because they have now identified as like their new spiritual self or I'm a shaman or I'm a – like I had some fucking guy tell me he, he's a warlock. And I know someone who studied with a druid for 35 years who became a warlock. So you don't go to England for a weekend thing and come back and call yourself a warlock. That's just not true, right? Like that means something in a different narrative. But they're stealing macros and words from other narratives and, and assembling them in a way that is – baseless and doesn't have a foundation. And I've, I've really like, this is a, this is the first time I'm speaking about this publicly, but it's a friend of mine calls it 
infantile magical thinking. And the more I think about how some of these folks have foregone all of their reason, and now because they have this new spiritual identity, can just sidestep their 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 faculties and say, oh, this must be true because me and my my drug friends, you know, think this way now. It's insane and it's culty and it's also um, uh, an endemically dangerous path that I'm also witnessing. And this is a guy who, you know, I've spent my life as a monk. Like I, I understand, I appreciate that stuff. I'm not making that trite, but what I'm saying yeah. is you, you can't couch being an idiot under spiritual language. Right. And I see it everywhere now. Now I'm, I'm hearing a different angle here, which is fascinating. What I'm hearing is, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, what I'm hearing is um, using a macro approach um, inside language and, and, and inside a, a, a healthy community using macros is really powerful. But, but, but once, we un, once we open that up inside of ourselves, it can be hacked. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, I, I say this. I spent 35 years as a Taoist monk and a priest and all these things studying the Taoist canon. And some guy goes and gets, a, you know, gets drunk and gets a yin-yang tattoo and calls himself a Taoist and, and references things that he has never read or understands, but he subverts an entire macro and the imagery of a macro and the idea of a macro with the symbol mistaking the, the, the map for the terrain, right? Mm -hmm. And so you will see that with the warlock. You will see that with the shaman. Just because you did ayahuasca this weekend doesn't make you a shaman, dude, right? Yeah. And so you, you'll see these massively powerful macros that then get unpacked and usurped and repackaged in ways in the in the kind of neo-modern world that are also incredibly pervasive and dangerous, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the community needs a root and the community needs to be rooted in something that's real. And so I think that, that people are like macro shopping and doing it in a way that can be dangerous macro shopping. as well. That's awesome. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Holy crap, that is so powerful, macro shopping. The, it's and the dark the, side of, of biohacking. I mean, it's the legit, dark side of biohacking. It's the dark side yeah. of biohacking. And it's the problem with the Google world, right? Is I can, I can have a superficial understanding of anything and never dig deep and create a new identity that has done no work and is, is built on, um, you know, kind of a multinodal um, synthesis of, of kind of sometimes disparate ideas, but I'm going to, I'm going to build it on this. It's like a Brazilian shanty town. It's not a mm. deep foundation. Right. Yeah. And so you, and you meet a lot of people that are, that are jiggling around on a Brazilian shanty town foundation, throwing mm. around Buddhist or, you know, Kabbalic terms as if they know what the hell they're talking about. And they're just doing that to hide their own trauma. They're just doing that to, you know, they're, they're, they're not doing the work. And that's also a danger that I have seen uh, emergent in, in, in our culture, right? That, you know, I, you know, I'm just, a, I'm just a guy observing. Padram, you, you're amazing. And I've really enjoyed this. Um, I have three questions that I like to close up with. First is where can people find you? Uh, letter B possible.com or the Easy enough. I'm on some of the social. Um, I don't love it, but um, I do it because um, if not, no one's going to know, right? 
because because people are thirsty and and they're yeah. dying for a drink and you have a drink yeah, so I've I've actually kind of begrudgingly accepted the fact that I need to step back into it mm-hmm. because if if not, it's just the puppeteers that are doing all the talking, and that's that's more dangerous for the world. So it really is. It's a lot easier for a guy like me to shut up and ski, but you know, here we are. Thank you for stepping back into it. Um, second question: This is this is a curveball. Um, what question have I not asked you that you wish I had? Do I think any of it's going to work? Mm. Ooh. Right. And, you know, in the, in the zero time we have left, that could be another show. But, you know, is, is all this for not? And is the media messaging and communicating through the media just using, you know, the devil's tool um, and not going to work? I mean, the, the, the real way is to, you know, huddle in a grove of trees and, and, and listen to the stillness behind the infinite breath. Um, so is this even, is it futile going Mm -hmm. this path? And that's, you know, that's a can of worms. We could talk about that later. Yes. Mm, So much. Yes. Padram, thank you. I appreciate you joining me. Thank you very much. I appreciate you doing this. And it was, it was fun.